0: You have your Bibles, I want you to go quickly to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I promise my best is today. I'm not planning to be long, amen. But we're just going to flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And if you've been coming the last few weeks, we've been teaching on the subject of faith. How many know faith is something that we need in order to receive anything from God? Somebody say, Amen. And he says this here in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, For I am not ashamed. Somebody turn to somebody and say, I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. Somebody say the power of God. The power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek for therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Somebody say from faith Faith. to faith. faith. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, somebody say that this morning. Say the just shall live by faith. Amen. And so, what is faith? If the just shall live by faith, how many know that we are just that are in this room? You are just. You are when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You became justified. You became you. You have the justice of God living on the inside of you. But yet, what does that mean to live by faith? It says this in Hebrews 11:1 It says now faith again go there with me if your bible's the hebrews 11 1 say now faith is now faith is now faith is it is what is it it is the substance of things hoped for it is the evidence of things not seen in other words when you're believing god for something you begin you ask god in faith you pray you say god i'm believing for this thing to happen and then you begin to act As things are beginning to turn around or things are beginning to do as the scriptures say. Somebody say amen. For example, we're believing for a drummer as I just shared. And so I prayed the prayer. I asked God, God, we need a drummer. You said that we would not lack. You said upon this rock, you would build your house and your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Father, we were, we're asking you for, and I know that that includes more than a drummer, but one of the things that we would be in need of and that we would like is a drummer, we would like, I think that would enhance the music a little bit more. How many you of would agree with that? So I prayed that prayer. I asked God. We're asking God for a drummer, just like we believe God for a piano player. Somebody say amen. And I began to say, God, I'm believing you. I'm asking you for it. Now I'm believing. And now I just thank God. God, I think you're sending the right drummer. God, I think you're sending the right person with the right attitude, with a heart for you, with a heart for ministry that wants to serve you, that wants to help bring in the presence of God. Somebody say amen and knows how to keep a good beat. Amen. And now it has to play on tune or, 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 or on tempo. Somebody say amen. But anyway, but see that, you know, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of not, things not seen. In other words, it is the ev- I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet, but I know that God's working on my ha- behalf. I know that God is for me. Somebody say amen. So how do I obtain How do I obtain the benefits? How do I obtain the blessings of God? See, like, for example, I've got this thing right here on my neck this morning. It's been here for a couple of days. My wife keeps telling me, stop messing with it. But you know what? You know what? I just began to curse that thing. I began to rebuke it. I command it. I say, you know what? I command you to get off my neck. I command you to dissolve in Jesus' name. Dissolve under my fingertips. And then after I pray that prayer, you know what I do? I just thank God. God, I thank you, Lord, you're healing me. I thank you, Lord, that this thing is gone. I thank you for it. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of like pimple thing that won't pop or whatever. But anyway, I'm not trying to be descriptive here, but I'm trying to tell you that there's things that we all go through, that we all have that are a part of our lives, that God cares about everything that you care about. Somebody say amen. God cares about what's on your face. God cares about your hair. God cares about, about your dogs and your cats. Somebody say amen. I've seen it many a time my mom lay hands on an animal and that, and bless God that animal, that animal will get healed. Somebody say amen. And so God cares about what we care about. And so how do we obtain those benefits? How do we walk in those blessings? How do we obtain the blessings? I love this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to just declare that this morning and say, I walk by faith and not by sight. By sight. All right, that was maybe like three people. I want you to say with me. Say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Do you know that, that when you speak the word of God, the, when you speak something, that's what, it, you know, the Bible talks about writing things down in your heart. That's how you write it in your heart. Is you speak it out. And when you begin to speak it out, what happens is, is you speak it out so much that it gets down on the inside of you. And it's kind of like a tube of toothpaste. How many know whenever you squeeze the tube of toothpaste, what's going to come out? Toothpaste. And see, what happens is, is all of a sudden when the enemy comes and all of a sudden you get surrounded, all of a sudden things begin to come up. What's inside of you is what's going to come out of you. And if all you have is doubt and unbelief and sickness and oh, and woe is me and blah, blah, blah. And I don't even know all the things because I don't live that way. But all of a sudden when you get squeezed, what's going to come out? See, if you really want to know if you're saved, I heard somebody say this. Go, go, anybody ever been there before? You've been doing something and you hit your thumb with a hammer? Or you, or you slam your finger in the car door or in the, in, the, in, the, in the door at the house? Anybody ever done that before? What comes out of your mouth? Whatever's on the inside of you. Whatever's on the inside is what's going to come out of you. I don't know about you. I shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. Amen. See, we need to speak what the word, get it on the inside of you. Somebody say amen. First John chapter four and verse four, he says this. But you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to just declare that this one and say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. How many of you know that whatever is in the inside of you, it's greater than what's out there in the world? It doesn't matter whatever, whatever, what everybody else is dealing with. Whatever is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, I just pray today. I, my, my prayer today is that God would open up your eyes to see that there is angelic assistance everywhere that you go, that everything that you need, that God has already provided the way, the avenue, the path. How many know that God said that he'll make the crooked way straight for you? How many know that whenever you walk it down the street, that whatever you're going through, God's going to work on your behalf. God's going to turn it around like we declared earlier. Whatever the enemy meant for bad, God's going to turn it around for good. How many know God is turning it around for good right now? Somebody say amen. And see, if we would just open up our eyes and see with the eyes of faith that God, God, I pray that you would just open up our eyes to walk by faith and not by sight. See, it reminds me of a simple passage in, in 2 Kings. If you have your Bibles, go to 2 Kings chapter 6. And as I get ready, I'm going to kind of head up to this. But see, what happened was Elisha well, it was a man of God. And all of a sudden, what would happen is there was a, a king of Syria that would want to come against the Israelites. And every time he would come up with a plan, Elisha, the, being the man of God, he would... Uh, know what was going on and he would tell the king of israel and then whenever the Assyrian army would show up they wouldn't be there and it was as if you know what happened the king came and he said man you know what uh, somebody in here has to be a spy somebody in here must be telling them our secrets how many know god knows the secret things god sees what everyone else doesn't see how many know god knows what no one else knows and but God will also reveal to you, how I many you know that their, their eye your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him, except they be revealed, somebody say revealed by the Spirit of God. See, there are things that are happening in your spirit and in the spirit world. That's why it's important that you pray. That's why it's important that you spend time with God. Because there are things that God wants to reveal to you, but because of the grace of God. See, there are times we need to take time and say, God, reveal it to me. God, show it to me. It doesn't have to be a mystery. You can go to God. Now, there are things, there are secret things that belong to the Lord. And when we get to heaven as a pastor, as a young pastor, there are times that I have to go and I've been there before and I'll just say, you know what? I don't have the answer. I don't know. Sometimes, you know what the best answer is, is I don't know. But I do know the one who does know. I do know the one who does have the answer. I do know the one that can help bring the comfort in the time of grief. I do know the one that can help bring the thing that you need in the time that you most need it. And that's God. That's that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many know that he wants to come? And so look at this story here in 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to read in the New Living today. In verse 8, it says this, When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, We will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, somebody say the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Armenians are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel said, uh, uh, the king of, uh, let me say that, verse 10. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, Elisha would warn the king so that he would be alert there. And the king of Aram became very upset over this. And he called his officers together and demanded, Which of you is a traitor? Who is informing the king of Israel of my plans? Is it, not, it is not us, my lord king, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, the man of God, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is, said the king, so I can send troops and seize him. And the report came back that Elisha was at Dothan. See, how many of you know that God is smarter than the devil? See, I hear different things and I watch different things and it's almost as if we don't serve a God at all. But no, that should not be so. How many know our God? The heaven, God created the heavens and the earth. God is smarter. God is greater than the enemy. God is, 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 is smarter than, and can outsmart, can outwit. How many know that God has always provided a plan when even then it doesn't look like there's a plan? Somebody say amen. And so God is greater. God is smarter. Again, go back to that verse. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, there ought to be something that's on the inside of you, something that's stirring up, that's bubbling on the inside of you, the fire of God that's stirring up on the inside of you, that when you walk into a restaurant, that when you walk into a building, that all of a sudden things begin to get unweary because there are things that are in other people that make that they don't like the spirit of God, that all of a sudden that they get and then they want to know what is it about you? What is it that you have that I don't have? What is it that they see that you have, but they don't have somebody say amen? Because Jesus came. See, it's important to know that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And so the king said, I know what we need to do. We need to go and capture and kill Elisha. So, you know what? He sent an entire army to kill one man. See, I don't know about you, but you know what? It doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to do, it doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to plan. See, I don't know about you. Has anybody had an entire army come and try to kill you? But yet we walk around like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, God has a way. Where there is no way, God will make a way. Somebody say, Amen. He says, So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. Somebody say, Surround the city. And when the servant of man of God got up early the next morning, they went outside where the troops and the horses and the chariots were everywhere. In other words, imagine you getting up out of your house, getting up out of your bed, walking out of your front door, and all of a sudden you look up and all you see is an entire army that surrounded your house. What happens? What does he say? Then he says, And when the servant of the man of God got up the early the next morning and went outside where there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. And so he goes back and he tells Elisha, there are troops everywhere. There are horses everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? See, How many have ever seen a child cry before? Anybody ever seen a child cry before? How many know like, you know, like it's real bad when like the first cry is silent. Like, all of a sudden, it's like they get hit, and it's like, ah! and they start screaming, right? And it's like silent for like that first, and the longer it's silent, you know, like the more louder it's going to be, right? See, that's kind of how I imagine, like, all of a sudden, the servant was, he went outside and he saw this, and he comes running back inside, and he's like, man of God, what are we going to do? I don't know. Like, we're going to, we're going to die. I don't know what we're going to do, Right? This is what he's going on. This is what's happening. This is reality. This isn't some just made up story. This is something that really happened. Somebody say amen. Amen. What does Elijah say? He says, don't be afraid. Just shout that out. Say, don't be afraid. Amen. Elijah told me, so for there are more on our side. Than on theirs. How many know there are more that are on your side? Than on anybody. Than than on the enemy's side. When Satan ended up falling from heaven like lightning. And it says he took a third of the angels with him. How many know that there's two thirds that are still with God? Amen. God. There are more. With God. There are more with the man of God. There are more with you as, a, as, as someone that has God on your side. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Somebody say amen. Brother Tom, would you come on up? Amen. And so don't be afraid. He said, don't be afraid. Turn your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than theirs. And Elisha prayed this prayer. Look what he prayed. He said, oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. In other words, Elisha prayed, God, let him see with the eyes of faith. Let him know what no one else knows. He said, I'll never leave you. How many know God said, he'll said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And see, there is something that God is going to do in your life and around your life that God said that he would give you the victory. Somebody say amen. amen. You are a child of the most high. You can see into the supernatural. See, I pray today that you begin to see into the supernatural. That yes, things may be happening in the natural, but I don't serve a natural God. I don't serve a God that I can see. I serve a supernatural God. And God will cause things. See, I want you to think about this. Turn me up just there. If a natural lamb and blood, a natural blood that can be put on the top of a doorpost, like back in, in Moses' day, If a natural lamb can cause a supernatural force not to come into the house of the children of Israel, how much more, come on somebody, how much more can a supernatural blood that be put on the top of the doorpost cover you and cover your house? Come on somebody, give God some praise. See, you are a child of the Most High God. You can see into the supernatural. You can see what others cannot see. You can walk where others cannot walk. See, when he looked up, he took his eyes off of the natural. And when he looked up, where does our help come from? Stop looking at the news. Stop looking at the computer and look up from where your help comes from. Stop just quoting it and start believing it and start acting on it. Somebody say, amen. When he looked up, it says, he saw the hillside around him, around Elisha, was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Stop praying defeated prayers. The Bible says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Not the prayer of doubt and unbelief. Oh God, I don't know what you're going to do, but just do something. That's not a prayer of faith. The prayer of doubt and unbelief is to no avail, but the prayer of faith shall save the sick and will save that which is lost. See, it may look like You're surrounded. But Jesus, somebody say Jesus, provides a way of escape. It may look like you're surrounded, but no, my word says, my Bible says, my God says, he's going to make a way out. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Put on your faith glasses. Put on your faith eyes. And see yourself as God's word sees you. If you're sick, see yourself healed. If you're poor, see yourself rich. What does the Bible say? Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am... Oh, that was not... Come on. Let the weak say, I am strong. It's time for you to be seeing with the eyes of faith. Put on those faith glasses. Put on those faith eyes and see yourself. See, the Bible declares, no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. A thousand may fall at thy side and 10,000 at my right hand. But I don't care because it's not going to come nigh thee. Somebody say amen. A thousand. I like this. This is the way it says in the New Living. Psalm 91, verse 7. Though a thousand may fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. I want you to say that, that the evils will not touch me. See, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. See, that doesn't mean that the weapons won't be formed. But no weapon formed against you shall prosper. See, I get encouraged with these words as I close with this. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 4. And this just keeps stirring in me ever since this started and just even this year. I've I've shared about this, but I love this. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 4. He said, therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. where Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Verse five. See, this is the good part. The Lord's reply is what it says in my Bible. The Lord's reply to that was, look among the nations and watch and be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe Though it were told you. Another translation says it this way. Look out at the nations and pay attention. Be astounded. Be really astounded. Because something is happening in your lifetime that you won't believe, even if it were described down to the smallest detail. Church, I'm here to tell you today that God is about to do something that we've never seen before God is about to do something greater than we've ever seen before I'm telling you Jesus is at the doorpost Jesus is ready to come and receive the bride of Christ but we have to make sure that the bride is ready that the bride is ready to receive Jesus somebody say amen